everyone, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. We have breaking news! That's the breaking news sound. Adam, what the fuck's going on with Nestle? So Nestle, every you're like, hey, that sounds familiar. Yes, they own George Clooney and Nespresso. They own they paid money for George Clooney. They own him. You think he's a big deal? They're a big deal. They bought deal. George Clooney as an NFT for two and a half million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> he can't get out of the blockchain. Nestle, Nestle. So they own Nespresso, Kit Kats, Smarties, Nesquik, Stovers, etc. Again, Stovers? it's the rabbit. Yeah, they own Stovers. Hamburger as well. Helper st- Any, Stovers. Wait, is that the same company? Yes. Any food that sounds slightly Swiss, Swiss is owned by Nestle because that's a that's a Swiss ass name. Apparently, I thought it was American. Okay, Stover's is definitely lasagna. Hamburger mm-hmm. helper. Wait a minute. Does Stover does Nestle own Italy? They're definitely Nestle owns Italy too. and Switzerland. Oh my god. Um, and they also own L'Oreal, the world's largest cosmetic company. Oh my Nestle, god. They how- own the shampoo I eat. <laughs> yes, they own the shampoo you eat in the shower. No it wonder is wild. I have diarrhea. Henry Nestle. Whether I eat Nesquik or uh, shampoo, it's always poop. It, it all comes out. Uh, Henry Nestle, a German-born Swiss confectioner, was the founder of Nestle. So in the 1800s, this dude from Germany is like, I'm going to own Switzerland. And now he's the rabbit that you drink in the morning. I love freaking drinking rabbits. You know, fun thing, fun fact. First of all, wait a minute. Where's Ulfmark Schneider? Ulfmark Schneider. Where does he play into it again? Ulfmark Schneider is the current CEO of Nestle. Current CEO of Nestle. Okay. Ulfmark Schneider. Mm-hmm. Hello. They call me Ufmark. German American. Oh, Apparently, he's I'm from German here. American. I dual citizenship. Citizenship. I'm now Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm Sean Connery. I have Mark diplomatic Schneider. immunity. Also dead. I can't be a CEO if I'm dead. Rip. Sean Connery. And we're gonna have a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your support for Sean Connery. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael Innes. I have it with me here, the cockatoo himself, Adam Cockatoo Gumby. I got go. <clears throat> You good? It's going to be a good episode, y'all. It's going to be one of them eps where it's you're just well. like, oh my God, what are they doing over there? Just chewing on little Hot Wheels tires. Mm, those aren't gummy bears. What are you talking about? It's going to be so good. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about E3 2022. Those don't share any of the same digits. They probably won't share any of the same time or space either. What? We got PSVR 2. Coming out, those share three digits, PSVR 2 and 2022. We're getting PSVR 2 and 2022? Who knows? We've got... (coughs) Scoliosis. Not scoliosis. What's the coffee one? Consumption. (laughs) Got consumption. We have Nespresso. We have Nespresso. I don't drink that shit. That's nasty. But uh, we're going to start today by talking about... Our main quest, well, you can find us on uh, twitch.tv slash affabilities right now, <laughs> or usually on Sundays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, or Tuesday mornings on demand, YouTube and podcast services. We're late. Shut up. Get out of here. Main quest, Days Gone Director talks all about the future the game may have had. This is actually a collection of stories on IGN, a compendium. Put together with the Lord of the Rings 
uh, two towers and return the king. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about sales, sales numbers. This is part one of the the many chaptered book that is Days Gone and IGN. Talking about sales this week, Ghosts of Tsushima developer Sucker Punch. So it sounds like when you get sucker punched, announced on Twitter that since its launch in July of 2020, the game has now officially sold over 8 million copies. That's pretty impressive. But that comes just months after the release of the game's director's cut. In a quote tweet about Ghost of Tsushima's success, Ross claimed that Days Gone had actually outsold the Samurai action-adventure title, but it was made to feel like a disappointment by management at Ben Studio. Quote, at the Ross, time... Ross, by the way, is the creative director, or I think he's the creative director that used to be at uh, the people who made at Bend. Gotcha. That's who all these quotes are from. Also yeah, yeah. Monica's brother. Quote, at the time I left <laughs> Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year and a half, quote, or, sorry, a year and a half and a month, and I sold over 8 million copies, explained Ross. It's since gone on to sell more and then a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel like it was a big disappointment, end quote. In reply, Ross made clear that while Sony does prize higher high review scores quote the grief we got was about the sales not the scores i'm gonna pause there real quick what's mm -hmm. i feel like a little bit of this is revisionist history what's what's the hubbub you remember being around days gone do you remember it being received well did it feel like it was a failure what do you remember about days gone because i feel like i remember it differently i remember days gone being a six out of six video game that was like oh it came out a little bit before the other good zombie game <laughs> last of us uh you know I don't think anyone was like, oh my God, this is the greatest game ever. People were like, it's an open world game that feels old and it's like fine. The Horde stuff is cool, but otherwise it was very unremarkable. Yeah. And it, I think I honestly remember getting like sixes and sevens all over the place. I don't remember like any nines or tens from anybody. I remember it feeling like, <clears throat> personally, like me playing it. Yeah, it, fe it felt a little bit old. It was also super jank at launch, and I remember having glitches all over the place, my bike flying under the world, and me just like twisting, turning, flying across the world. Um, but I, I do feel like the general conversation was like, it's got the guts of a good game. It's just way too long. Um, and but but and I guess yeah, it was like sixes and sevens. I guess is where it was reviewing it. But I do also remember it selling incredibly well. Like, I remember mm -hmm. the story being like, it might not be great, but customers are loving it. People are loving it. They're playing it. They're buying it. And it, it's selling really well. So I feel like that's always been part of the conversation. But from what it sounds like here, um, maybe on, internally, Sony didn't, I don't know, maybe it didn't view that the same way. There's as, a follow-up to this to this tweet in the next part, though, because maybe Ooh. he got the sales numbers wrong. Part two, Two Towers, Jaffe Pod. <clears throat> Jeff Ross followed up on his tweet thread. <laughs> Sorry, you can tell I'm reading <laughs> this for right. the first time. Followed up on his tweet thread by appearing on Twisted Metal director David Jaffe's live stream to explain how the 8 million sales figure for Days Gone might not be entirely accurate, or at least official. During the conversation, Ross revealed that when he was at Ben Studios and saw Days Gone sold 5 million copies, the trophy data was at 5.8 million. And since he no longer has access to Sony's official figures since leaving the company, Ross based the 8 million sales uh, figures from the trophy trackers and the telemetry data. Quote-unquote telemetry data. <clears throat> this quote says, I think GameStat still has the data archived, Ross said, according to Game Informer. Based off the 8 million mark, it matched our telemetry, and so I'm like, good enough. 
So maybe it was 7.7 million-ish, and maybe it was 8.2 million-ish. I don't know. The former Ben director uh, and writer John Garvin and game director Jeff Ross talked about Ben's struggle to get a green light for a Days Gone sequel as the studio's next project. While former Sony head Sean Layden had apparently championed the game, Ross said that, quote, as soon as Sean was gone, Days Gone was dead. It was very obvious that we shouldn't be talking about Days Gone while we were working on the pitch and generating it. It was clear that it was a non-starter, and there was nothing in the pitch that made the local manager and his boss feel good about it. That's probably a failure of the creative group, but it was just an uphill battle the whole time. Pause. It's the end of part mm-hmm. two. Get up, yes. get yourself a snack. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the numbers might not have been entirely accurate, especially if they're like basing off like trophy data. Obviously, this is a game that a lot of people, maybe they saw review scores and they're like, I want to play it, but I don't want to pay for it. I'm going to go borrow this from a friend or I'm going to, mm-hmm. uh, once it came out on Steam, I'm going to do what PC gamers do and steal shit. Just kidding. I'm not generalizing. Use copies of GameStop. There you go. Which don't yeah, count as use a copies sale of GameStop. For the there you go. Which is stealing. Remember when online passes were yes. God. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, those numbers might not be entirely accurate, it seems. <laughs> DF and Smitty says, my 2019 goatee. What are you? You remember what games came out that year? Jedi Fallen Order? Control? Gosh. Part three. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakquel. Days Gone game director Jeff Ross has said in a recent interview that a sequel to the game would have moved the series in a more technical direction had Sony decided to revisit the franchise for a second time. In a recent interview with USA Today's For the Win... Ross spoke further about where he would have taken the Days Gone 2, stating that among other aspects, he'd have liked to have delved further into the relationship between the series' main protagonist, Deacon, and his wife, Sarah. There's an H on the end of that. Just want to make sure everyone knew. Sarah. Hmm. Who, for large parts of the first game, the player spends time searching for. Quote, Yeah, they're back together, but maybe they're not happy. Ross explains in the interview when they're talking about the pair. Well, what can we do with that? Okay, we were married before the apocalypse, but what about the future? We would have kept the bike, obviously, and I think we would have expanded the tone a little bit uh, in a more technical direction, kind of like, all right, now we have all this Neurotech, what can we do with it? The tone would have expanded one ring outwards towards some of the new reality. I think this would have been a little bit more, I don't want to say Avengers, but something where the player had resources, had some sort of remnants of whatever the government had, etc., etc. I don't think this is what people wanted from a sequel to this game. I feel like the general conversation again around it was just like, it's it's too long. It's a little bit bloated. The the hordes were fun. One of you finally got to that sixty hours into the game, but um, do you feel like this is a game that needs a sequel or wants a sequel? I I know that you and I are not super high on the original first game, but do you feel like this is one of those games that like that needs a redemption story? I mean, here's the thing. Would some fans, because there are some fans of this game, there are fans of everything. There are fans of the insurrection. So there are fans who, people who like everything, no matter what it is. That's right. Are you comparing people who like Days Gone to Capital Rioters? (laughs) Take it as you will. Um, (laughs) Smitty, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Uh, Where were you on January 6th, Dallas? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Um, So... A sequel would be interesting because there's a lot of games where it's like the first one's interesting, but it's not quite there. And then by the time two and three, it's like, oh, they figured it out. But I like this whole thing talking about Sean Layden and it's like, oh, 
our sales were fine. He doesn't know what happened. He's basically saying, like, I don't know why we didn't get a sequel. And, you know, there's fans that want the sequel. You know, he's like, Sean Layton went to bat for us, but, you know, that didn't mean anything in the end. Um, for Sony First Party, right? Think about what Sony First Party values. It's like, we want our AAA 10 out of 10 Game of the Year games, and you have to pay for that. So, you know, I don't, for as even those days gone, sold fine, like pretty well. Would you green light and give that company $200 million to make a sequel, hoping it's good, or make Last of Us Part 3, make Spider-Man 2, make, you know, God of War, right? Like, and I know, you know, uh, there was a story a couple months ago about companies being mad. Like, Sony, unless you're making a banger, Sony doesn't care, which I see the downside because there's no creativity. But also as a company, when you want to make money and you want to sell a product, you got to have bangers. So it's like, we tried it once. It didn't really do that well. Why would I rush to go spend a bunch of money again? Because some fans want it. Like, that rarely ever happens in video games. And when it does, it's like, okay, it sold what we expected it to, which wasn't a lot. This was literally just for the fans. Like, Splinter Cell Remake, it's for the fans. It's not going to sell 20 million copies. Yeah. Uh, Mirror's Edge 2 was for the fans. That game was, like, fine. But it's like they only did it because people kept asking for Mirror's Edge. It's not super common. And especially with a game, again, that was lukewarm you know, middling, like, why would you waste time and resources? You know, like the only reason that horizon two is happening, it's like gorilla kept making kill zones, kill zone fell off. They're like, all right, can we do something different? And then what they did different hit. That's why they're allowed to do it. Even if the sales are similar, the, the feeling and the scores and like everyone's hype for horizon is way more than it was for days gone ever was. Yeah. Everyone's hype for, um, What's the other one? And whatever. Anytime that a company switches and it's like, oh, everyone likes this compared to like, mm, it was fine, I guess. That's why it didn't get made. Like, it's fine, I guess, isn't worth an investment when you're Sony trying to be, sell PlayStations. I think you're right. I, I think about the same thing with The Order 1886. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. bad game that looks absolutely stunning and beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's that IP. It's your reputation as a, as a, video game triple a publisher like you want to make sure that you're putting out banger after banger only bangers um if this were a ubisoft game 100 percent seeing how many it sold and the performance and the reception of it yeah ubisoft would give this 12 sequels until we didn't want them anymore and then it'd give us one more and then it would support that sequel for the rest of time but mm -hmm. sony first party i think you're right just doesn't work business-wise for them absolutely not well speaking of business-wise <clears throat> Oh shit! Oh, Look who it is. Oh, am I getting my sunglasses? Well, you can if you want. This will be a fun one. Wait. So normally, what, what am I? The cat? This you're the cool cat. But we're gonna we're using the same glasses. We're playing different characters okay. this time. So go ahead and open up your shirt. Yeah. This open time, shirt real well. I'm Mr. Sony Executive, right? Okay. I'm not the Wolf Man. Where is he? <laughs> Oh, I'm a Sony executive and I'm here to make money because that's what we do. Okay. So this is a segment from Adam. I'm going to talk to you, Mr. Guy who works at Sony Bend. What do you do to sell me on a Days Gone sequel? And I know we've, we just said this. You're not the biggest fan in the world of that game. Right, but right, right. what do you think it's going to take? Open it all the way. Yeah. What do you think it's going to take? Yeah, well, you can't show Nips to make a sequel. Twitch, but. Yeah. Don't be crazy. What what can you do to convince me that it's worth going for it to? Because some people were like, the game's great, I need another chance. Other people are like, game's hot trash. What are you going to convince me, bro? I'm the one with the money. All right. 
picture this. <clears throat> Fade from black. Sorry, like it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> there. Days gone again. Twice as fast. Literally just okay. sped up <laughs> two times as fast. You run faster, you swing faster, you ride your bike faster. That's the only difference. And the game takes 30 hours mm-hmm. instead of 60. That helps. Same thing. Works for I Assassin's suppose. Creed. They, they give you the same thing over and over. Works for Pokemon. They give you the same thing over and over. But imagine if you can get the same thing over and over and not waste time. Days gone too. I like that. We're going to write this down. Also, um, Ghost of Tsushima was brand new and was super hit. And everyone's excited for that. Why, what, what, what can you do to make this one a hit? Because the first one wasn't banging. All right. Being faster helps, but I don't know if that's everything. All right. 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 All right, all right. Picture this. There's a baby. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to trap it in a bottle. It's not going to drown, though, but the bottle's going to be filled with water. And it's got some like okay. nasty ass snaky worm coming out of its belly button. And that nasty ass snaky mm-hmm. worm's like feeding it and shit. And it cries only when you don't want it to. <laughs> and you put that baby in a motorcycle. Day's gone too. Mic I like drop. it. I like it. Yep. How about how about this? Can you give me a guarantee that this game will be as successful as Last of Us 2, the last sequel game that we uh, put out because that was very good for us. What can you do to make sure that it's good as Last of Us 2? What if we had one of those Men in Black Flash Erase Your Memory thingies and you forgot <laughs> that we made good games at Sony PlayStation and uh, mm-hmm. then we come back and we redo this pitch meeting and you'll be much more likely to say yes. I'm sold. Fuck yeah! Who needs an NBA? In production. Mm, 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 mm. We're playing basketball? No, sir. We're not playing. What is NBA? <laughs> National Basketball Association? Is that what it is? Yeah, the NBA. I know, but I was then going to say, we're not playing national basketball. <laughs> but then I was like, is national even the first word? I don't know. It is. It is the National first basketball. Word. So that was, a, that was a fun time, but yeah. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. Like I said, you got to be a, you got to be a banger. Leave it. Go for it. You can't tell me um, what to do. I'm going to button my shirt. This is why. Tell me not to. It's a, do what you want to do. This is why it's important to support indies and smaller games. Because yeah, like it, it just didn't. You know, it is what it is. This guy doesn't even work at Sony anymore. What are you going to do? But think about like PS6 if they brought it back. I think people might be excited then. Maybe, but not me, because I did not like Days Gone. Mm-mm. But anyways, that's it. I even played a lot of that game. I played like, I don't know, I feel like 15, 20 hours of it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't for me. Wasn't it? Was that yep. segment from Adam, or is this upcoming thing segment from Adam? No, that was my segment, me okay, being for, the for, Sony for, executive. For, 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 for Sony executive role play. Sexy. Nice. Ooh, let's move on to playtime, where we talk about what we played this week. Yours looks like... Um, some kind of leet speak in a foreign computer language. I no idea what is written on yours. Mine makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. You, what is it? Tell me, what is it? What is it? Before I tell you, I am going to tell you that. But first, do you want to hear about some of the joint ventures that Nestle Company has done? Please. Please. That's they all have done serial partners worldwide. 
with General Mills. So they have a, a deal with General Mills, 50-50, to make cereal all over the world, big time. Did you know that General Mills was the leader of Nestle Lopes Army, the Antichrist version of Leslie Nope? <laughs> yes, I was aware of that. Uh, and Beverage Partners Worldwide with the Cola Company, 50-50. Uh, wait, 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 wait. The Cola Company? The Coca-Cola Company. Oh, the Coca-Cola Company. For, I didn't hear the Coca. I meant RC Cola Company, actually, but that ended in 2018. So Nestle making big moves with their partner, Joint Ventureships. Yeah, they are. General Mills and Coca-Cola. Oh, boy. Mm. Anyways, talking about what I played. I love some chocolate Pepsi <laughs> right now. Mm. Coke doesn't make Pepsi. I love some chocolate Coke right now. They've got, mm. like, vanilla Coke. Why don't they have chocolate Coke? They, you know what? It makes sense. They exactly. make chocolate beer. Why not? Exactly. If they if they have vanilla pop tarts and they have chocolate pop tarts and they have blueberry pop tarts, all the flavors of pop tarts. They should, does Nestle make pop tarts? All every flavor. Don't. If there's a pop tart flavor, there should also be a Coke flavor. And my America. Yeah. When I next January sixth, when I overthrow the president, because we don't run for president <laughs> anymore in America, we overthrow the president. Next January sixth, yeah. when we as the people vote to overthrow the president with our bodies and our actions, we're gonna make. All the Pop-Tart Cokes. <laughs> That's going to be the sole platform that I'm running on. S'mores-flavored Coca-Cola. Yep. I'm Wildberry Pop-Tart Coke. Cookie dough <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Fucking gross. Uh, I actually didn't play basically anything at all. This is why my list looks crazy. What is this then? What did you write here? I, is this a Manchurian candidate I activation looks... phrase? Am I going to like go assassinate somebody now? We've made a lot of yeah. like assassinating political figures jokes on this podcast. They are jokes. I don't think so. They are. Well, we mentioned the insurrection. We mentioned the Manchurian mm -hmm. candidate. We mentioned January 6th twice now and overthrowing the president. You mentioned... Okay. Not this guy. Okay. You. You is relative. It's a pronoun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I played a little bit more Baldur's Gate 3 just because I was sitting on my PC because oh, it was a snow day. Baldur's I was Gate playing 3. Gotcha. That. Gotcha. Okay. That's what that is. Uh, but then I played legitimately five minutes of Division 2 because I was online talking to okay. someone. They're like, oh, we're playing okay. Division. I'm like, cool. I'll download it and then play it. And then I was like, they're not online. I uninstalled it. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Moonglow Moon Glow Bay which is like a cool like pixel art think of it's like you fish and then cook stuff and like that is you're like okay. a fishing town and you cook stuff play that for five minutes like this is cool and i'll get back to that game one pass of these game? Days. uh yes it is on game pass sweet, 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 sweet. okay um, okay and then because football was on when gold day it's solid and then i was uh bored and football was on so i do this thing in madden when i start up a franchise with the worst team and I don't play the game, I simulate them, and I want to build the team out as if I was the actual coach and not, like, on the field playing the video game. Because if I was playing the video game, I'd win because I'm good at the video game. Okay. But what does the computer say about my game plan and my players? So I hope to have a bad season to get a good draft pick and build it up like that. I was bored. Sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. I normally do that at the beginning of the football season, not the end. Uh, so I basically did nothing but watch HBO, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, Righteous Gemstones is back. And there's a dick in the first scene. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I'll watch it now. <laughs> yep, gotta go watch Righteous Gemstones to see that dick. Um, awesome. What about you who actually played video games? I did. I actually played video games. So uh, I didn't play a ton. That's a lie. I played a lot of hours of things. But I didn't play a variety of things. I, I, had, to, I had to go to some comfort stuff. Um, I got my booster vaccine shot 
for the COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. which everyone should do if you are eligible, and uh, was knocked the fuck out because of it. So I spent a day literally like laid in bed the entire, slept from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., woke up, laid in Ooh, bed and played Pokemon Shining Pearl. Beat it! I beat that fucking game. And I will let you know, I got to the Elite Four. If, yeah. if you're unfamiliar with Pokemon lore, you fight a bunch of gym leaders, you get to the Elite Four, and then surprise, there's a fifth person at the end, always. And then you beat the... Was it your rival? Fifth, that was the champion. It wasn't your rival. You had to fight your, your rival right outside the door to the Elite Four, and you beat his ass, and he's like, well... What the fuck's he... Why is he hanging out there? I know. Well, he's not your rival anymore. He's, he's just fuck- like a fucking nerd. He's a fucking 12-year-old fucking loser. Fucking loser. I named mine Geisha Queef. So it was really fun to see, like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, Glizzy. I named myself Glizzy. Oh, Glizzy, Geisha Queef's looking for you. Have you seen Geisha Queef? Oh, there's a little boy who ran out of here named Geisha Queef. Um, And (laughs) so, uh, yeah, Elite Four. Knock him out, knock him out, knock him out. Had Had my team. I was at a little bit of a disadvantage because two of the Pokemon that I chose were you had to trade to evolve them. And of course, I'm not going to fucking bother mm-hmm. any of my friends to trade shit wirelessly over the United States. Um, so I had Machamp and I had, sorry, I had Machoke, not Machamp, and I had Haunter instead of Gengar. So they weren't as powerful as they could have been. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had myself a Garchomp in there. I had an Azelf, a little mythical shit. I had, uh, I had, um, some other piece of shit. Oh, I had like the little Sphinx Luxray <laughs> electric mm-hmm. mouse, not mouse, but electric. Real quick, mouse. I love how you come into the Elite Four as a 12 year old boy and you're like, why do you have God Pokemon? No one brings it up. <laughs> right. There's literally only one of these. It's a God and you're 12 years old. Why do you, why is this happening? Yeah. God. I had the Palkia God uh, of, of dimensions in space. I had Palkia as well. And I was flying through. I was, oh yeah, breezing through. And then you get to the champion, the final person, who for some reason, every Pokemon they have knows Dazzling Gleam, which happens to also be the super fucking stake in the heart, rip my ass in half move on every Pokemon one-shot kill. And then I'm like, hmm. oh, I got Palkia, this fucking god of dimensions in space. And their Garchomp is just like, Dragon Claw. Uh. Boom, dead in one hit. And... um Shit. So I said, I can do it. Because I would, I would get like four Pokemon dead, five Pokemon dead, just get Garchomp die. I was like, I can fucking do this. I can fucking do this. I didn't really have enough like max potions and shit like that. I spent four hours. Oof. Four hours on that final, just that champion, <clears throat> getting halfway through mm. the battle, dying, quitting the game, restarting. Sa- I saved right beforehand, right before that, that person. And just did that a lot. Instead of, if you can just, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to restart because then I have to go through the Elite Four again. And I spent like an hour getting yep. through all four of those trainers and getting to the fifth one. So instead, I spent four hours trying to cheese my way through <laughs> the fifth trainer. And then I finally did. I was like, fine, I'll fucking die. I'll take the experience that I got leveled up. I'll go buy a bunch of items. And I did. And I got through. Beat the shit out of her. Then you're fine. But I had, to, I had to cheese it, though. Because mm-hmm. I had my Palkia, which is my, my god Pokemon. I had my Palkia. They have the God. Okay. And sitting there, it's like, rawr, 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 rawr. and the Garchomp was next. And before Garchomp, there's Mil- Mil- Milotic, 
a little snaky sea dragon. Milo and Otis? Milo and oh, Otis. Dragon. Okay. Yeah, sea dragon. So I had my Palkia out there, and I was given, I was feeding my Palkia this shit to power it up. I was like, you're going to get an X accuracy. You're going to get uh, an, a special X special defense, X special defense, X defense, X defense, X speed to make sure that you can attack that fucking Garchomp before he has a chance to dragon claw you mm. to death. So I was feeding it all that shit, but all of that goes away as soon as you swap that Pokemon out. Yeah. Palky is not great against Milotic or Milotic or however you say it. So I had to sit there and fight mm-hmm. this thing with Palkia against this sea dragon. But I had to make sure that I had enough like moves and stuff like that. So I had I sat there and I just kept using items over and over and over every single turn. It would attack me, it would do like a third of my damage. It would attack me, do a third of my damage. Oh, no, here's what it was. Milotic has a move. Okay. My little dick is now what it's called. Has a move. Yeah called mirror coat and this is how it always killed my pocket before i even got to garchomp before is that i i would use some really strong move on it and it would be like cool i used mirror coat and all the damage you did to me just right on back to you i'm rubber your glue and i said fuck you because it would kill it in one hit every time and i was like i was saving mm-hmm. him for the final one so i had it out had all his buffs up but i couldn't attack it because i knew it was just going to mirror coat me so i sat there and just used an item it was like oh your accuracy is already at max cool next turn i'll use it again oh it's already at max next turn i'll use it again i just kept doing that and kept it out there and i made that fucking my little dick use every single one of its moves to exhaustion to the point where it would now it's like mm. it's out of moves it just uses struggle and it just goes wiggle wiggle and it, and it hurts itself thing, yeah. a little bit and i fucking wiggled that thing to death and then garchomp comes out i'm garchomp i was like yeah I have 19 X accuracies on right now and one fucking dragon move. The swipe killed I'm it. I'm at 400% right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bitches did. Um, so yeah, that was my adventure with Pokemon Shining Pearl uh, while I laid in bed dying. And um, then I got better pretty quickly within about like 24, mm-hmm. 36 hours. I felt like a million bugs and so i played a little bit of halo infinite because that tenrai event mm-hmm. is now over but it was back for a week had to level up my samurai gaming pass i had i'm having a blast dallas df and smitty and the chat over here also now has an xbox series x so he's into it and so now every single day he's just like I did halo, see that. halo halo i'm playing halo we're playing halo and the first night we played all together, he was not really into it because he wasn't doing well. And when you're not doing well at something, it's just like, it's a bad time. But now he's just like, yeah. I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, I know. You don't know. I, that's why I had to explain what it was because it's just like, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. the presence <laughs> of giants. Um, having a blast with Halo Infinite. Still really upset by the, the battle pass and how shitty all the rewards are because I don't give a shit about all those little fanny packs. Um. And then the last thing was the Destiny 2 Garden of Salvation Raid. Shout out to host of uh, JK Games podcast, Jerrica Hanna, who had a birthday this week. And for her birthday, she said, I just want to raid. I just want to rage and I want to raid. She took a whole week off. We raided a little bit last weekend. We raided a little bit this weekend on Saturday. Um, And we did a raid to get the Divinity Weapon, which was like, first of all, Garden of Salvation is a bullshit raid. The final boss in this mm-hmm. thing nearly drove a stake through all of our friendships. Joel Campos from Pixel Street Podcast was streaming it. And you couldn't hear us on his stream. You could only hear him because he plays on Xbox and it fucks everything up in the world. And um, he was playing it. And there was a point at which we were all talking over each other. And I finally just said, Joel, shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up. We have to do this. And, <laughs> and then he, everyone was just silent for a little bit. And we started the next match. And he's like, 
Can anyone come over to the right side of the map and just help me repair my heart after Chad just killed me? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you, but we got to be on the same page. We spent like five hours on this final boss. Um, Dallas got the gun. We never have to do it again, but I kind of want to just so we can get good at it so that it doesn't kick our ass anymore. So we can be as good at this one as we are at the other raids. I think we're going to try it again this weekend. Maybe your Martin Luther King Day. <sighs> but it was a good time. And what a great way to celebrate civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, life gives you lemons. You play Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a question. I'm going to steal one of your questions from, from later uh, in the subs- subscriber interrogatives. One of them was, Mm-hmm. From Dallas saying, how mad were you at me, Chad, during the raid this weekend? And I'm going to say I wasn't mad at you. I was disappointed. I'm just kidding. No, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed. That boss, something about that boss and the communication needed in order to do it. And there are so many freaking moving parts. It's just, it, it beats me down emotionally. And to see that, like, we're good. We as the six of us are good. And we can do other shit really well, but just like, it's tough to coordinate all of this and get it all right. And I just get worn down, but no, I was not mad at any one person. I just, we got to communicate y'all. We got to, we got to figure out how to know exactly what that is and communicate. That's how people have good lives. Call signs. Good relationship. Good sex. Call signs. Jurassic park. I under, under cover girl, cover girl, Mm -hmm. L'Oreal, Nestle. Yeah. Nestle Lope. Oh, hold on. Let me pull it up. (laughs) Before we transition, give us another Nestle uh, fact. I've closed it already. There was too much good stuff. It's okay. just the, the orange, the or, orange George Clooney. Own George, orange George Clooney, Clooney. from Lexington, Kentucky. Voicing yep, Garfield right alongside Chris Pratt. Orange George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Next up, our quest log. We're going to pay a visit to some uh, news stories from the week. We've got a handful of them, and we're going to talk through, starting with E3. Canceled. Whew. Question mark? Who fucking knows? From the only person that's blocked Holden Aparto on Twitter, Rebecca Valentine from IGN. That uh, just it. <laughs> Hold on, you let can, me let me block him so that there's two people. It you can tell I'm a bad person because the only reason why I love that fact so much is because it just like it eats at him. It's like why? Why did she block me? <laughs> It just, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad friend. Okay, here we go. Quote, due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. Reads a statement sent to IGN by the ESA. We remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. This effectively means that currently E3 2022's very existence is uncertain. No date set. No physical event planned that would theoretically have, leave a, a possibility for a digital shake, showcase, right? Well, in a follow-up communication with IGN, the ESA added that it could not confirm at this time whether or not there would be a digital event this year instead of the physical event as there was in 2021. Meanwhile, E3's future update, uh, future has been a question mark for some time now. Its 2022 show never had firm dates set and was never on the official uh, Los Angeles Convention Center calendar, despite past shows, physical and digital being scheduled over a year in advance. You like how I, uh, you tried to trip me up there by putting in a, an acronym, just put in big old capital letters, LACICA. Like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that I shit. I knew you'd get it. 
I live in I don't California. Copy and paste. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in-person E3 2022 had been planned officially since the opening of last year's show, per a speech from LA Mayor Eric Garcetti. Two eyes on the end. Like Hawaii, but without the apostrophe. But its official Twitter and mm-hmm. website have been uncharacteristically silent since then, and multiple sources with ties to E3 speaking to IGN under conditions of anonymity suggested that the ESA had given up on trying to hold a physical show much earlier, possibly as far back as fall of last year. Other industry resource, uh, sources suggested that while they would typically have heard from about formal plans before E3 by now, digital or, digital or physical, the ESA's silence on the matter has been deafening, and they are unsure what the plan is at all, if any. Two questions for you. One. Go for it. Are you a fan of physical E3 slash do you think that that should continue? Two, what do you think that means for this year? Is it doomed? Is it too late? Can there still be a digital event? Physical event is cool. I don't give a shit. I'm never going to go. But I guess it's cool if you have one, if people enjoy it. Um, I personally thought PAX was cool, but I don't want to stand in line for three hours to look at a two-minute demo. But should it continue? I will say really quickly that it was funny that the minute this announcement happened, I think 30 seconds later, Jeff Keighley tweeted about this Summer Game Fest thing that was going on. Like, immediately. Yeah. The course wasn't even dead. He's like, hey, by the way, I'm here. Um I like E3. I like the idea of having some sort of structure to like, here's a bunch of cool announcements. This all kind of worries me because you know, we've been saying for years, oh man, E3's dead. E3's dead. No one needs it. Blah, blah, blah. Pandemic happened. Made it even worse. I would not be shocked if E3 was to go away very soon, as in this year. Like, completely. They'd be like, Damn. oh, we're going to pivot and do something different and then just slowly disappear. Because again, the insider information, like, yo, we literally hear about this shit fucking eight months in advance minimum and they're like we've heard zero which tells you they had no plans to do this at all they didn't talk to the convention center they just were like they disappeared they ghosted everybody and they're like oh by the way it's january we're not doing it it's like mm, what, what about digital we can't speak like that i don't think there's gonna be one this year i don't think it'll be official e3 branded thing this year there'll still be announcements and shit in the summertime just so you make thinking- sure of that but i don't you're thinking it was already on its way out, and they were like, oh, we're not going to hold it anyway. And then, hey, Omicron's up. And like, oh, good, an excuse that we didn't really have to tell people that we were just going under. Oh, COVID canceled it. Sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. And then we'll just have to wait to next yeah. year to find out. Maybe next dead. year they'll try to do something. In- yeah, maybe next year they'll try to do something, bring it back. But I think that they were like, we're not going to do it this year. Whatever that means for after this year, I don't know. But I don't think this year ever, they never had a plan to do it. I don't think it's going to happen. Period. I, I don't think you're going to get E3, period. I don't think it's digital. I, I really, I've never been to a, a convention, a gaming convention of any kind, and I would love to. And I know PAX is kind of accessible to me now that I'm on the West Coast with, with Seattle, so hopefully that'll fill a gap. But yeah, there's something about just like E3 and that magical, you know, growing up as a kid and watching the press conferences and reading mm. all about it and all that shit. And, and you're kind of right, that like nowadays that doesn't really happen. You just wait in line a lot and it's overcrowded and stinky and smelly and maybe you get a hot dog, maybe you don't. And... So I I would love to like still attend like in-person events like that for the first time as a grown adult money with money and a gr- I'm not a grown adult money, a grown adult person with money who can oh, travel. Uh, that would be awesome. But I think, I think you're right in that they're not planning anything. Mm-hmm. It obviously is not too late. Ooh, look at my lights changing automatically at sunset. All right. Um, it's not too late because I mean, in 2020, we learned in March that the world was shutting down and 
then a few months later, Summer Games Fest had a whole shit ton of summer shit ready to go. So like, it's not too late to For organize seven things. months. Even if they hadn't started before, they could start now. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look like they have an interest in it, unfortunately. Because you would assume when they're like, we're not doing a physical event, but we're still doing digital. They just said, we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like they, why, why would you not announce a digital event? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That, that's the part that's like, oh, they're not doing it at all. So. Unless they went all in on physical. They're like, fuck digital. We're not doing that again this year. We're going to be physical as fuck. And then they're like, god damn it. Who knows? Sad. But it doesn't matter because things don't have to be physical anymore because we have virtual reality. Woo! <laughs> Chicken cheese tender biscuits. I have to send you a, a TikTok. I just realized halfway through my wooey that like, oh man, you're not on the same page as me about that TikTok. We got to get you on the same page. No. It's this little okay. kid who does this Do stupid ass thing with a Nerf basketball and then he's like, <laughs> he always screams chicken cheese tender biscuit does that wooey and then he does this uh-huh. this weird stupid super serious bicep flex thing where he pulls his shirt down and he just flexes his bicep a lot mm-hmm. while he stares at the camera it's so stupid i fucking love it that's funny. um psvr2 a new horizon revealed tamor hussein at GameSpot brings us this information at ces 2022 seemingly out of nowhere like no announcement that sony was even doing anything at ces um or playstation rather sony always has like tvs and shit there but playstation was going to be at ces out of nowhere wario 64 starts tweeting and it is all about playstation vr2 and my big old wiener got erect and said uh called it (laughs) um we've got a playstation (laughs) vr2 and a new entry in the horizon series called horizon call of the mountain During the show, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan detailed the device while Horizon Studio Guerrilla showed a teaser for its newest entry in the series, which it says will introduce a new level of immersion. Um, Guerrilla is partnering with Fire Sprite. Yeah, we'll get that down there. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Horizon Second. Yes, Horizon Second. Okay. So before we we get back into this information here that we're about to read at the specs of PSVR 2, I just want you all in your brain, remember a week and a half ago? when you listened to our episode about predictions for 2022 and I said a bunch of things about what PSVR 2 would be and then I fucking nailed it. Here it is. While Ryan didn't go too much into too much detail on PlayStation VR 2 or show off what the new device or controllers would look like, he did reveal some of the functionality it would have. Most notable among these are eye tracking. So little cameras watching your eyes, knowing where you're looking. 4K HDR on some sexy OLED displays as well, which is still, it's wild that like PlayStation and PSVR 1 and 2 are still the only headsets that use OLED displays. Everyone else uses LCD. Hmm. And foveated rendering, which paired with eye tracking, it knows where you're looking so it can render in really high quality what's in front of your eyes and save processing power on everything else because it doesn't need to be rendering that if you're not looking at it, Uh, which makes it less taxing on hardware, which is going to be exciting. It's also going to be much easier to connect than the predecessor. It's a single cable connection. We kind of knew that already, but it's nice to have that reinforced. And it's USB-C. Just going to plug it right into the front of your PS5. It's going to be so sexy. 
Uh, it will also have headset feedback. There will be a single motor in the headset to have controller vibrations. So like you can imagine wind blowing through your character's hair and you feel it going on your You get shot in the head and it You get shot in the head and there's a linear actuator in there that actually pushes a rod through your head like in No Country for Old Men. Um, Mm -hmm. That's it's exactly going to be like that. And 110 degree field of view, which is uh, pretty good for, uh, it's actually on the high end of field of view for a lot of headsets. Quote, all of these advancements in PlayStation VR 2 combined with the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers from the PSVR 2 sense controllers, oh yeah, that's coming too, enable players to feel and interact with games in a much more visceral way, said Hideaki Nishino, Senior Vice President of Platform Experiences. Fucking pumped. So no release said information about PSVR 2. I think it's coming fall of this year, regardless of the chip shortage. Although production, like supply chains are starting to, to ease up a little bit. I think they're just going to say, hey, it's out. Get it if you can. Here's Horizon on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of here's Horizon on it. Horizon Call of the Mountain, meanwhile, is being developed by Gorilla, with, uh, which are the creators of the open world action series. And Fire Sprite, which is a studio that Sony acquired last year and uh, is made of former members of Liverpool Studio, which is now defunct. Quote, we don't want to reveal too much just yet, but this story will be told through the eyes of an entirely new character, explained Gorilla's art and animation director, Jan Bart Van Beek. That's a fun name. I wonder if she's related to James Vanderbeek. You will also remember, sorry, you will also meet Aloy, other familiar faces, and new characters along the way, and we'll be introducing you to the protagonist of Horizon Call of the Mountain soon. There were apparently really great feet. I'm not into feet, but man, Dallas was all about the feet, the robot feet in that thing. Yeah. Robot feet. There he were big robot feet. He would not shut up about those robot feet and how good they looked. One of those guys, huh? Well, yeah, one of those. <laughs> I'm not going to kink shame on here, but man, you are, you've got a, a flavor and a style that you like. And I'm, I support you. No, it looks fucking incredible, though. Like, it's always, it's always wild to see like these experiences that are like, oh, that looks pretty good in a trailer and then you put your head into it and it's like this uh, is incredible i'm speechless um so it's it's why like if you look at if you look at gameplay vr gameplay of resident evil 7 in vr you're like oh that kind of looks like trash that looks like ps3 mm-hmm. generation stuff but it doesn't matter whenever you put your head in it it doesn't matter you're like you're you're fucking enthralled in it so to see it looking that good already in the trailer i'm so pumped i'm so excited um yeah, it looks great. And also, it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite experiences early on in the PSVR was a game called Robinson the Journey. And it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a, a, like a, a good game, but it was you on a planet full of dinosaurs. And you're just like oh, looking yeah, up. And, and it's the, the scale of VR is really what sells it to you and makes it so... And it's not something you can really describe, but to be able to be there and feel like a little tiny thing next to a giant dinosaur and escaping velociraptors and all that shit. And to be able to... To experience Horizon Zero Dawn and these giant robot dinosaurs and shit like that, I I cannot freaking wait. Are you pumped? You pumped out? Me? No, no. I'm not going to get it. I don't care about VR. But there are words in here that I was like, oh shit, that is actually really cool. I hope I get to play it at someone's house. And those words, more like a grouping of letters, are 4K HDR OLED. Fucking mm. please. Because uh, yeah. that's the thing about PSVR 1. Uh, I've seen it. I've messed with it. And it's like, it's cool, but 
this is not super i mean like every other vr headset had was better quality right it was just the psvr was easy to access because you didn't need a computer right and it was relatively cheap um so for this to be like yo actually we're gonna make it really nice i'm like you know what i'm gonna be very excited to check that out at someone's house uh again vr is not a thing that i would use but 4k hdr oled makes me boing a little bit (laughs) I, I around like ease of use and things like that too. They also announced that it does not need an external camera of any kind. It has inside out tracking uh, mm. on the headset itself. It just has that one USB-C cable going to the PlayStation. So it's going to be really easy, which is very different than the PSVR experience I have right now, having to dig out the whole freaking world in order to make that happen. And you get your haptic and your adaptive triggers on instead of the fucking clown nose ice cream cones, whatever yep. you had to use last time. <laughs> yep. I like that. Oh, man. Moving on to the Holden Memorial Mario Kart 9 news. (laughs) (laughs) Jared Moore from IGN gives us this news. According to an industry analyst, Mario Kart 9 is currently, quote, in active development. Will have a new racing twist and could be teased this year. Well, God, I fucking hope it's an active development. It's been 25 years since Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. I mm-hmm. hope they're working on a new game. The speculation surrounding the game comes from Tokyo-based industry analyst Dr. Serkin Toto, who, when writing his predictions for the upcoming year for the GamesIndustry.biz, said that the new entry in the beloved racing series is on the way. Here's a quote. I'm aware Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling very well on the Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is in active development, he said, before saying that Nintendo could tease their next entry of the franchise this year. What's more, Toto also stated that Mario Kart 9 may launch with a new twist. Those, that's in quotes, new twist. New Mario Kart games regularly include twists on the karting formula, from Double Dash's two-character karts to Mario Kart 8's anti-gravity sections. Um... <laughs> Holden famously loved the double items in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. He's a, he's a game changer. It absolutely changes the entire way you played this game. Just having double items. Missed that kid. I hate How that do you he's feel? dead. Yeah, no. It <laughs> sucks that he's, they died. I mean, it and sucks that like, when you leave this podcast, you have to die. That's, all, that's, that's the only choice that you get. We killed him. Even for guests. <laughs> they do a guest. You have to come on again or you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, Mario Kart's uh, Mario Kart is Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them are fun. Doesn't matter where you're playing it. So, like, if there's a new Mario Kart, yeah, I'll probably buy it. Like I did the Mario Party. Like, I have fun with Mario Party. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And these will be very cool. This game will sell very well. I am confused. Is that the correct word? Maybe not. I don't know. That we're getting. So I know Mario Kart Eight because I was one of the people who had a Wii U. I remember Mario Kart Eight coming out on the Wii U. But then 8 Deluxe came out for the Switch, and that feels like this is the Switch's Mario Kart game. And again, people pointed out, systems don't get multiple Mario Kart games. Now, I know Mario Kart 8 came out a very long time ago because it was a U game originally, whatever. That'll be bonkers to get more than one Mario Kart game on Switch. Again, even I know that 8 was technically an older generation game. I mean, it makes sense because, again, huge seller. Like, he even even (laughs) points out, he's like, I know that 8 sells well. Shut up. I know it. But this is what I've heard. So I think that'll be cool. It'll be gangbusters. I'm just shocked. I I would be shocked because they don't do the two a generation thing. Yeah. This would be very different. Imagine if you could get, I'm trying to look at the sales numbers right now for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 
Um, oh, it's like 38 million? Something wild like that? I'm trying to look up sales numbers in Google Images, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Show me a picture of how many units it sold. Um, I feel like it's 38. 40 million units sold. Imagine if you could you get go. all 40 million of those people to buy another Mario Kart. Yeah. That's a great idea. Even half of them would be a fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, makes sense. Warning, 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 warning. Horizon Forbidden spoilers. Not that we're going to spoil it, spoil things. That's not what the warning is for. The warning is, be careful on the internet, y'all. Wear a condom. There are forbidden spoilers out there. This comes from Darren Bonthuis at GameSpot. An unfinished build of Horizon Forbidden West has leaked online ahead of the game's upcoming launch on the day after my birthday. I mean, February 18th. <laughs> now you all know when my birthday is again. Images claiming to be from a PS4 version of the game began appearing online this week, and according to VGC sources, the content is genuine. The build that leaked is mostly complete, and aside from missing art assets, it features all the content currently planned for the final release of the upcoming PlayStation exclusive. You can see a pair of screens of the game through a link if you are interested. I will not be clicking it. Uh, Sony has been quick to pounce on any leaks so far, similar to the 2020 situation with The Last of Us Part Two and has been issued takedown notices on any images that have begun circulating on Twitter. Leaked gameplay hasn't appeared on sites such as YouTube yet, although it's likely that Sony will move fast to scrub that content from the video sharing site or other file sharing sites hosting the leaked content. Watch out, y'all. Watch out. This is crazy that this happens to all the big ones, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't have a, a, a leak of Ghost of Shima. Not from what I remember. Shushima from what I remember. But Last of Us, it was like, oh, it's all out. Every bit of it is out there. And now they're this one, like, yo, watch it. Like, what is going on? You know what it is? They're going to blame that the PS4 version was cheaper and you could buy it and get it on PS5. They're like, mm -hmm. that's why, guys. Mm -hmm. Because of that, that workaround, you, you stole 10 bucks from us and now it's out there. That's your fault, <laughs> fucking nerds. Uh, no, everyone be, be careful or whatever. But uh, yeah, like we have over a month. So everyone chill out and mute, mute all the words. Don't look in comment sections. Protect yourself. Uh, but nice to see that the game seems to be working and, and completely fine. Yeah. So no one said the, the, <laughs> that it's bad in the leaks. So <laughs> that's a positive. Yeah. 2019 Game of the Year sequel may be announced soon, says Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Apparently a sequel to Control 2 is in the works uh, coming. Uh, might be announced before E3. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's not what this... Wait a minute. The title here says 2019 Game of the Year, but the article is about Star Wars Jedi that's Fallen an Adam, Order. That's an Adam headline, and you know it Wait was one minute. of the best games of the year. I don't Wait want to hear minute. it. Wait a minute. You're right. No one likes Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> Nobody but me. I'm the only person. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. No, most people did like it, and I was in the minority. I think Darby also didn't like it. Holden didn't like it either. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is getting a sequel and it will be announced before E3 2022 according to reporter Jeff Grubb now don't get me wrong I will, I will play the second one I've, mm -hmm. I've, seen the, uh, I've seen Star Wars and experienced it through the eyes of two grown adult men who fucking love Star Wars and that's reignited a passion inside of me for the world of Star Wars I don't much care for Luke Skywalker the pussy that he is but this game doesn't have Luke Skywalker in it, and I'm okay with that. No, he's not in there. And, but, um, 
if they fix all the shit that was broken at launch of the other one, which I think they have, I just haven't gone back and played it because I form my opinions and then I move on. Uh, then yeah, I'm excited to play a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order too. Like that's cool. That's cool. Speaking on January 6th, 2022 episode, same day, Dallas, watch out. January 6th, 2022 episode <laughs> of Grub Snacks on GameSpot sister site Giant Bomb. Grub said the unannounced sequel may be announced in May or at some point before E3 2022 in June. The quote is, expect to hear about the game in a significant way before E3, Grubb said. The reporter added that there is a chance that the game is released in 2022, but the more likely bet is that it will arrive in early 2023. What do you think it's about? What do you think 20, no. what do you think this new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is going to be? Now, before I get to that, and yes, Control is very good. And Days Gone also came out that year, but we can ignore that because that wasn't it. But I fucking love Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Like, that literally was like, I've beaten that game four times. Uh, I fucking love it. Uh, you should play the next-gen updates because it is great and there's no technical issues. It's wonderful. So we have two things here. He said it comes out in May. Jeff Grubb, I guess, he, he gets it all right. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. May the 4th, of course, is Star Wars Day. Oh, shit. And then I believe right. it's May 26th is Star Wars Celebration, where they normally, like, have, you know, oh, trailers, that, like, it's a celebration, but they have announcements right. and shit, too. But don't too. you dare so, celebrate on May the 4th. You can do both. Oh, shit. But you can really celebrate on May 26th. But you're, on May 4th, you're really supposed to celebrate Cinco de Cuatro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Sorry, fourth, The 4th of May. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for it. There's a lot of... I won't get into it, but there's a lot of story stuff. A lot of places could go. We had a holocron. We have a night sister. And, you know, a greasy money baby. Oh, my God. There's so much we could do. And just Respawn is the perfect developer. And just, like, give them time and money. They already proved that they can do it. Just do it again. Give me more cow. Give me a purple lightsaber and let me cut a fucking stormtrooper's arm off. And play Dark Souls with fucking Star Wars. <laughs> it makes Dark Souls it makes Dark Souls gameplay bearable because it's in the Star Wars universe. I am extremely excited for this, and I'm ready for May to happen. I fucking adore that video game. That's all I'll say. I can't wait. I can't cool. wait to love that game. I can't wait for us to play that game and for us to sit here on a raft reviews and just both be beaming light out of our cheeks about it. Mm-hmm. January 6, 2023 is what I'm hearing. <laughs> the same day that I'm running for president by overthrowing the other one. Um, Armored Core 6 leaks? Question mark? This is Darren Bonthwees at GameSpot. Screenshots from From Software's rumored Armored Core 6 have apparently leaked, which reportedly features a new sci-fi world created by Hidetaka Miyazaki. I even said that before we recorded, just so I knew how to say it. Yeah. Wish I would have done that for the other names in this whole freaking podcast. As spotted by VGC and posted by user Red Licorice. Look at that. Licorice, but liquor. The first part of the word is liquor. Oh. It's a portmanteau between the word liquor and licorice. Liquor ice. Lick her eyes. I want you to sit there, force her lids open, and you lick her pupils. <laughs> on Reset Era, who claims that they were part of a survey done by Dark Souls Studio on the unannounced third-person action game. The game will seemingly feature three-dimensional dynamic action and a high degree of freedom and customization as you move your mech around an overwhelmingly scaled map. 
As far as the story goes, our Armored Core 6 reportedly features governments, corporations, and influential cults battling it out for a mysterious substance known as melange, which has the potential to dramatically advance human society. Quote, you will face strong enemies and fierce battles, both long and short range using guns and blades, according to the survey, which also added that the multi-layer maps will emphasize the scale of the mechs that you'll be able to pilot. For From Software, the new Armored Core will see the studio return to its roots. While it's best known for games such as Dark Souls and Bloodborne, From Software worked on 15 Armored Core games from 1997 until 2013, which presumably were Armored Core 1 through 5, and then Armored Core 1.3, Armored Core 2.7, Armored, you know, until we get to 15 of them somehow before we got to 6. So many spinoffs. So many spinoffs for there to only be a 6th in the main line. Right? <laughs> Jesus Ooh, Christ. What is this, Final Fantasy? Jeez. Kingdom Hearts? No! Kingdom Hearts actually does do the 2.96 over 365 days in a year. Kind of heart remix. Um, I've never played an Armor Core game. I can't even... Like, if you show me a screenshot of it, I'd be like, is that Armor Core? Is that Mech Warrior on the Super Nintendo? I don't know. Mech Assault? Are they the same? Um... But, I mean, cool. I like From Software games, and now that I'm aware that they are making Armored Core and... Yeah, I'll play it if it comes to Game Pass, maybe. Are you yep. an Armored Core uh, Did you have any experience no, with that? No, I am franchise? not. No? No? I'm not a huge mech guy in general. Me I've neither. i played a couple Me mech neither. games. Yeah, like people were like, watch Gundam as a kid. And I was like, I don't care about Gundams. Yeah, I was, now, I'm gonna, if that, listen, if that was a man with a laser sword. <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> I wasn't even like a Transformers kid. Like big giant robots. I like Transformers. Like Transformers... Yeah, Gundam, all that. But Transformers uh, make jokes. Mechs are so serious. They're just like, it's the end of the world, even Gillian. Well, how and are you going to make jokes in the end of the world? Transformers is like, put the ch cube in my chest, Sam. <laughs> Win <Win-win> Winnie, <laughs> ladies, ladies man, man 257. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like Transformers. Uh, but no, it'd be cool. Again, From Software is on this meteoric rise. Look at me using cool adjectives. Um, nice. And people fucking love everything from software does. Yeah. And I think it'll be cool because they've been always made cool stuff. So I'm sure all the the people who like the wet dogs and the skeletons are gonna fucking love mechs now. And yeah. good for them. Make your money, I just, Miyazaki. Wait to love see it. a wet mech. Mm. <laughs> a hairy wet mech. Just think thinking about, about a hairy wet mech out there just covered in flames. It'd be fantastic. Segment from Adam, Adam segment, yeah. That was the same tune as Ear Boy, it's Ear Boy, his ears are really big. From uh, All That. Oh, God, I haven't watched All That in 50 Ear years. Ear Boy and his uh, best friend Pizza show. Face. Oh, I don't think All That's around. Or if it is, it's like some new kid's version, probably an all female reboot. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters 2016. There was females yeah. on the old one. What are we talking about? Amanda Bynes? Come on. <laughs> Um, I love yeah, her. Ear Boy and Pizza Face, man. They were best friends. I remember Pizza Face. I don't remember Ear Boy. Ear Boy was the star uh, of the segment, and Pizza Face was his sidekick. How do you remember? I just remember the name Pizza Face. Ear Boy, I remember his the ears were like Pizza literally Face. the size of his head. They were enormous. Uh -huh. But was it Keenan no. being French sitting in a bathtub? That, no. That was that, comedy. Oh. That was comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very French. Uh -huh. Uh, but it wasn't Kel as Repairman busting through the ceiling and the wall. I'm Repairman, man, man. What a fucking great show. Fantastic um, show. Adam, what do you got? What do you got for a segment? Uh, I said, hey, people, do you want to ask me 
or Chad any questions, mm. go for mm. it. Mm. We're mm. having fun. And then I came up with the Sony executive one. So we just have two. That's fine. Nice. Uh, you've already asked Smitty's because he thought that you hated him. Um, Joel Campos. What are your most played games? You also a person you rated with. Yep. What are your most played games of all time in terms of hours? I know Chad is up there for Destiny Two. So what is the game that you've played? I the most um, of all time? am proud to announce in the birth of a baby. <laughs> uh, Chad <laughs> Destiny Two Innis will be my son. Uh, no, I am proud mm-hmm. to announce that while we were raiding this weekend on Saturday, I crossed a thousand hours into Destiny Two on PlayStation consoles. Very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 403 hours on PlayStation 4, and now well over five. I think I touched 600 and something uh, now this weekend. So, yeah, 1,000 hours on that shit. Loved every second of it. And here's what's wild. You want to know what's wild? Mm-hmm. There, so the PlayStation has been keeping track of time played on it. Great. It's been keeping track okay. all the way back to the PS4. So it gives me a number of hours spent in that app. So actually playing the game, anything that I'm doing in the game, that's a thousand mm-hmm. hours. There's a website called Wasted on Destiny. And it shows you all the time that you've been playing Destiny, but due to the way that it measures things, like it can't measure when you're in social spaces in the game, like in the tower, hopping mm-hmm. around, building your loadouts, talking to vendors, all that kind of shit. I So I looked at that and the differential between the three was 300 hours. I've spent 300 hours of that game just in the social space, probably Made talking menus. on comms, yeah. waiting on Dallas to swap mods or like complain about how full his vault is again for the fourth time this week. And that's 300 hours while playing that game, just in orbit or hanging around the tower. And again, loved every, loved every second of it. That is wild. Uh, I have a friend who played a lot of Final Fantasy XI, which I believe that was the the multiplayer, the first MMO before fourteen, yeah. um, and that was his most played game on Xbox. He did the Xbox Museum thing, and his second most played game was the launcher client that puts you into Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, you only played that video game. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. Uh, for me... It's a weird thing because there's a mix of I played a lot of sports games. Like, I don't play a lot of sports games, but like when I played sports games, that's all I would play. Like NBA 2K12, which is the one with Jordan on it, which was like the famous one that made them big. I mean, probably fucking 700 hours in fucking NBA 2K. That's all I fucking do is play basketball. Madden the same. But the one that I can remember, and again, I play a lot of video games. I put time and stuff I don't remember. I don't pay attention. But I did, I think, top out at six or 700 hours in PUBG. I think that was my where I ended up that game being. So not too bad. Not a lot too of chicken dinners, shabby. you know what I'm saying? Not bad at all. I wish very good. I wish there was a way to like ask God how many hours I've spent on certain games. Because you know, back in the N sixty four days doing things. Perfect Dark is a game that I feel like defined my time with the N sixty four. Or not defined, but like mm-hmm. overwhelmed it. Yeah. When I think of when I think of like N64, I think of Tetrisphere for some reason, uh, where you're okay. doing Tetris on a globe, and Perfect Dark, and we just played the fuck out of Perfect Dark, and I feel like I played it for hundreds of hours. But I don't, you know, you're a kid, you're waiting three yeah, minutes child. for your mom to get a popsicle from the garage. <laughs> it's like it's been years. So <laughs> I might have only played Perfect Dark for twenty minutes, but I I really do think that it was like hundreds of hours with my siblings. But I have. Mm. I wish there was a way to like quantify that. I don't know. 
That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And then Diablo uh, 2. Diablo from, 2 on PC. Yeah. Played oh, the yeah, shit PC. out of that. So many characters. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff J. JJ is tweeting on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, and the man, the myth, the legend, Todd Howard. So how are you feeling about these upcoming Bethesda games? And boring, how do you feel about Todd boring, boring. Nothing ever happens on Mars. Um, it's a... That's mine. <laughs> no, I I think I'm just I'm not a fan of Bethesda games in general. Mm. There are a couple of exceptions that I really enjoy, none of which I can think of right now. But I'm just in general, their open worlds and their engines. It's always jank. It's always a lot of reading responses that I'll never get to see the outcomes of. I spend. 20 minutes reading through six responses I could say, I get to choose one and then I get to see the results of that one. I was like, well, what was the other 19 minutes that I spent reading going to do? I don't know. And it's always like brown and gross looking and and everyone looks, you know, it's an open world game so they have to make sacrifices graphically. So I'm, I've just, I've never been impressed. I've played a little bit of Morrowind and by that I mean I booted it up on the original Xbox and I went into an area where I was much too low level for whatever it is and a magician killed me with fire and chased me around a town and that was like I, I think I played that for like eight minutes total and I said I don't like this game <laughs> and I played some Fallout and you know so like in general just like that Bethesda formula just doesn't do it for me I'm not I'm not super into it so if Starfield comes out and it gets amazing reviews like it's got some it's got some cool trailers for sure but like if it's another Bethesda game I'm not hyped in the least for it I hope other people enjoy it but it's just not my type of game Todd Howard's cool, though. Always cool. wears cool jackets. Seems like a very nice man. That's for sure. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. Like Todd Howard. Think he's very awesome. I fucking love Bethesda games. I am super into open world games. There are certain ones. Like, there are, you know, they're definitely like, like you know, thinking about Fallout 3 now, it's like, yeah, that game's brown as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, it was awesome because it's like, oh, shit, we're getting an open world Fallout game. Because I played Fallout on PC, like, before it was... Bought by Bethesda and all that. Um, but like Elder Scrolls, yeah, you can call me a nerd. You know, it's all good. Dick's still the same size. Uh, so, oh, you weren't drinking water when I said it. Shit. Uh, Sorry, I had a little drop in there. Yeah, no. Elder Scrolls Five though, Skyrim was the biggest fucking deal in the world. I still play that game. I just went like you know, I said it on here a little while ago. I went back and started that game again to be a fucking sneaky assassin wizard it's like god i fucking love this game and then especially with all the mods and the updates that game does look pretty even 10 years later um i'm very interested in starfield because i fucking like space shit and elder scroll 6 fucking yes because again i like fantasy shit so for me it's like i like open world and you give me settings that i enjoy so it normally works for me uh again there are sections where i don't think everything's perfect but there are when they hit they fucking hit for me so you know Clearly, they're doing just fine. So I'm very excited for Starfield. Very excited for Elder Scrolls 6 in 10 years when that comes out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to be forever. Todd Howard seems nice. So, yeah, I'm, a th I'm definitely a Bethesda dude. But, um, yeah, I don't play Fallout 76. I'm good on that one. No, thank you. Uh, all right. That's it for the segment. That's all I got. Woo! Ear boy. It's ear boy. His ears are really big. Pizza face. It's time for Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on the Game Show on a gaming show. Game, 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 game. All right, Adam. Mm -hmm. I was I was so dejected, despondent, 
I was depraved on account. I was deprived. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't going to have a game on game show. The reason this podcast is late is because I've been I've been like swamped at work, worked all through Sunday and Monday, and then I finally like got off work right before this. I was like, oh fuck, I don't have anything. And then I was like, wait, do you remember the twenty first night of September? There were seven freaking goaties gone wild that didn't show up last time yeah. that have shown mm-hmm. up this time. And we've got part two of goaties gone wild left here. So we do have a game on game show and it is one of those filthy, dirty late night ads for a goaties. Warning, 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 <laughs> warning, real girls. <laughs> um, so this is a game. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, it's a uh, game of the years, according to game developers conference over the years, starting in 2000. And we're not just trying to guess what game was in that year. We want those games to go wild. We don't want to see mm-hmm. wild games. We want to see games gone wild. I'm going to Google see if that's still a thing. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> so here's, the th- here's how it works. Uh, as a reminder, I'll give you the year. This is the, the, and you're guessing the game. However... Wild means that I've put every word into a thesaurus and I've chosen fun titles. And some of these are definitely worthy of the Goaties Gone Wild brand. Funny thing, real quick. Yeah. Um, again, this game is great. We played it last week. There are girls gone wild that are rated on IMDb. <laughs> Shut the what? Fuck up. <laughs> College Spring Break from 1999 is only 4.7 out of 10 stars on IMDb. <laughs> Oh my god. You know though, you know here's a little here's a little personal confession. I used to be the kind of person like you know, the same kind of person be like, who makes a, an account on Pornhub and goes and comments on videos and things like that? Like, who does that? And that's the kind of person I feel like that would go rate an IMDB thing. I recently made a Pornhub 77 account. votes. I recently made a Pornhub account because mm-hmm. their their suggestion algorithms are just so good and I needed to be a part of that. So I, I'm just saying it's not too far of a stretch, I think, for me to think, well, now that I have an account, what if I do just want to let someone know that, hey, you got nice boobies. I appreciated the video. My God. Okay. <laughs> Real quick. The top review from INDV. Yeah. Exciting for the curious. It's a seven out of 10 star review. A nice little documentary about what happens when girls get pearls. The answer is they Wait, show their when girls get possibly... pearls? Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. The spring break. You know, you get yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah, the answer yeah, the answer is they usually show their tits and possibly a little more depending on how many pearls you give them. Don't forget to bring some toilet paper with you when watching this extraordinary film. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love reviews. Jesus Fantastic. Christ. Continue. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, there are seven games that for some reason didn't show up last time, uh, even though I had written them down, that are back now. So we've got seven games. They're not necessarily in. Well, this first one's out of order. The rest are, are uh, in order. Mm-hmm. 2011. Reminder, occasionally there are some proprietary like names in titles of things that I had to get creative with. Yes. This one, 2011. The More Mature Annals 5, Heaven's Lip. Uh, more Mature Annals 5? Yeah. Oh, yep. God. I this is know. a Goaties Gone mature... Wild tape if I ever saw one. Fucking Heaven's Lip, huh? In 2011, right? You can maybe imagine heaven's lip as one word. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to think of what has a five in it. You're going to give me a clue. Um, Todd Howard. 
Oh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. Yeah. Slip. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I got Amateur you. Amateur Annals Five. Uh, next one, 2015. <laughs> the Magicianer Three Lush Probe. Uh, well, it's The Witcher 3. <laughs> yes, it but is. A lush Probe. Wild Hunt is Lush Probe? Wild, you know, like lush populated forests. And Hunt. Yeah, okay. Uh, probe was one of the top words that came up for Hunt. So, yeah, Lush Probe. That's what I call it when I'm mm. out there hunting for girls <laughs> gone wild. <laughs> I'm going to go probe for snakes, y'all. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> God, we haven't eaten in four days. Could somebody please probe a pig? Don't Twenty sixteen. Above ticker. Above ticker. Above ticker. You can also imagine this as one world, one word. Above ticker. Twenty fifteen. It's like uh, up something or mm, give me a clue. Um, it's from Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Overwatch. Yes, yes. Above ticker. Yes. Gotcha. 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 Makes sense. I keep forgetting that game kept winning awards. Yeah, like, all over the place. Yeah, Goaties really did. Gone Wild. Twenty seventeen. This is another good Gone Wild one. The Fable of the Queen's Daughter. Gasp of the Ferocious. <laughs> I know what the game is, but that title was fantastic. Uh, Breath of the Wild? Yes, Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. The Fable of the Queen's Daughter, Gasp of the Ferocious. Because I couldn't, like, Zelda. I like I can't that. do a thesaurus for Zelda, so I had to do Princess. Yeah. God, that's really good. I like that a lot. That was a good mm-hmm. one. 2018. A good title. Jehovah of Strife. <laughs> Jehovah of Strife. <laughs> Don't think Jehovah and God. I mean, I guess, I guess it makes sense. God of War. Yes. <laughs> Jehovah, Jehovah Witness of Strife. I just yes. imagine Kratos now with like a button-up shirt and a black tie. Have you heard just the word? Knocks on the window and everyone dashes behind the couch and turns out the lights. Shut up. That was my childhood. I used When I was a kid, I used to think Jehovah's Witnesses were murderers because of the way my family reacted yeah. when they knocked on the door. They are. <laughs> I was terrified of them. And then when I learned there was one that lived in my neighborhood, without knowing what they were, I was like, one of them lives in our neighborhood and we still live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 2019. Unheard of duck romp. I know 2019. You don't know? I thought this was going to be way too easy. Unheard of duck. (laughs) (laughs) I know what came out that year, but I'm just like, what the fuck is unheard of duck romp? Unheard of duck romp. Um, Give me a clue. Yeah, What sound did ducks make? Quack? That was a bad clue. Um, <laughs> that's an, uh, it is an indie game. Uh, oh, Untitled Goose Game. Yes, Untitled Goose Game. 
That's right. I forgot that one at the specifically at that show. I was like, I'm yeah. talking Goose Game. It's like, yeah, those nerds love their memes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Rump. Like it was a good game and all, but like Control 2 came out that year. And yeah, so did too. Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order and Days Gone. Yeah. And apparently so did Unheard of Duck Rump. 2020. This is the final one. Mm-hmm. Hell. Huh? Hell. Hell. Heaven. <laughs> they're not antonyms. They're synonyms. It's a thesaurus. Oh. Hades. Yes. Oh, wow. Actually, Hades. Yeah. Was, I was joking around and was like, oh, yeah, that's the name of the game. <laughs> I was trying to be silly. <laughs> What's funny is that at the yeah, end Hades of this later. last week, you're like, yeah, it's interesting because I know one of them was Hades last year, or one of them was Hades at GDZ. I was like, oh, shit, he's already going to guess it. I forgot <clears throat> it was Hades. That's it for Game on Game Show. And that's almost it for our podcast, episode 240 of Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. We have a a tie to break. Mm -hmm. This month's barf. I know it's already 11 days into the month, uh, so we got to get going. This month's barf is, as I wrote here on the doc, up in the air, starring George Clooney. And that is Owned a metaphor for saying it's undecided right now because there was a three-way tie. Oh, that's right. That's how we got on it. That's how it all started. I wrote Up in the Air starring George Clooney in the dock. And you said, did you know Nestle owns George Clooney? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, are you sure? I think he owns vodka or something. And that's how the whole Nestle thing started. That's how it started. Yep. Science, man. Mm-hmm. There's Before, a th- now. Yeah. You're about to explain it to people. Mm-hmm. I want you to have an order in your head, but do not tell me the order that is in your head because my oh. dice roll cannot, you know, we'll get to it in a second. You don't, want, you don't want me to bias your dice roll. Yeah. I'm like, just going to read out a number and you already know what is going like to be if in the I order. Say, like if I say Dark Souls is going to be one and two, then you're like, oh, I'm fuck. Like, you know what? Three, four, five, and six? <laughs> <laughs> my dice is going to like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit two and it's going to push itself yeah. over so that it's not Yeah, I don't want it to seem like I'm, I'm changing anything. I'm going to roll it. Okay. I'm going to be honest. And then you have the order so I can't possibly cheat. Okay. Got it. Um, sorry. So as a, as a heads up to everyone, you all voted for what game we're playing for Backlog Accomplishment, the Response and Friends for January the options were Dark Souls, Hyper Light Drifter, Alien Isolation, and Ape Out. And you three-way tied us with Dark Souls, Alien Isolation, and Ape Out. So we've got a pick. And I didn't know it was a tie until like an hour ago. And so we decided rather than doing mm-hmm. another poll and wasting half the month, we're going to roll a dice. And we're going to roll a die. A six-sided die. D&D style. Well, D6. Little D6. Fly like a G6. My, I had my best friend's kid not out of my vagina but like i had him in my arms and Mm -hmm. uh we were going into some store and i said listen george as soon as we get into the store i'm gonna hold you like an airplane and we're gonna run through the door and i want you to just scream like a g6 and i was like (laughs) okay and we run through the door and i said you gotta scream it and he goes trump and to him, he's British, so Trump means oh. fart. Yeah, but he just okay. screamed Trump. <laughs> That's all he said. I was like, man, you really fucked that up. I was going to be so funny. I was going to be on TikTok, <laughs> but now I'll just never be on TikTok. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> Side tangent. A D6, mm-hmm. one through six. I'm assigning these things numbers in my brain, right? Meow. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. One and two, three and four, five and six are Correct, the three options. Yes. All right, I'm about to roll it. Roll, 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 roll. That great audio. It is a number two. Number two. It was a number two. It is Alien Isolation. God, I'm so sorry, Adam. I'm so sorry. I know that you didn't want to play the spooky, but we got to play the spooky. Fuck. It was alphabetical order. At least I'm sorry. I will will let you know it's alphabetical order was the order. That's fine. Now my brain is like, does L come before P? It definitely does. Okay. Um, Lincoln Park. That's how I remember the letters of the alphabet. Mm. (laughs) All right. Where does the letter M come? Hold on. It doesn't. That's it. I'm tired. Um, so we're going to play Alien Isolation this month. We'll chat about it at the end of the month. Um, Adam might not be here. He might have died of a heart attack. But we will do our best to animate his corpse weekend of Bernie's style. If you would like to vote on future months and uh, get dope wallpapers, etc., etc., patreon.com slash respawnamefire is where you go to do that. One dollar a month gets you access to our souls. You can buy our souls for one dollar per month. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. Nestle Lope is the Antichrist version of Leslie Nope. The more you know.